Hello. The- <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, keep it. Keep it, Justin. Uh, it's all right. The people need to know. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 182, episode three of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. See, Miles, I told you, when I don't do my half hour of vocal warm-ups before we record, this is what happens. Bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. (laughs) This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Uh, As we were telling our guest before we started recording, it was originally named after Carson Daly. Yeah. The Carson Daly. Yeah. Couldn't get the rights, so we had to add an I. Well, it's also... We, we, uh, the thing that you and I both discovered is we both had restraining orders against us from Carson <laughs> Daly. <laughs> Completely unrelated. And we're like, weird. Huh. Guess we, maybe you should, I guess we'll pivot to something else then. Hey, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Little More Caffeination, Little Less Fascism. Uh, that is courtesy of Asher Klassen. Mm, Klassen? I needed him to tell me what that was supposed to be because if you start a, a song parody with a little i'm not going to be able to get mambo number five out of my head uh, oh right I, I was like a little more caffeination in my life <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and i'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host oh, mr miles gray miles gray aka deeper bluer i'm feeling like a shark's dick Deeper, bluer, I'm feeling like a shark's dick. Uh, shout out to Christy Yamaguchi main at Waffle House. Because look, I, I I heard the colloquialism. I'm feeling lower than a shark's dick. That kicked yeah. off a whole investigation into shark coercive sex. Yeah. Uh, and then this is a, a comeback to the uh, deep blue sea. Where is it? That was called, right? Deep blue sea. Yeah, Wasn't deep blue sea. Yeah. His hat was like a shark's, like a shark's dick fin in the lyric. Oh, yes. shark's fin. Sorry. Oh, misremembered shit, I, that. <laughs> I'll gotta go back. Yeah, and then uh, the one of the best death scenes involving Sam Jackson. I'll say yeah. that's what that movie has. Yeah, absolutely. That that conversation happened on mic, huh? The the shark's dick conversation. That was uh. But well, there were two continued we, for like twenty five minutes after we were. Well, recorded. if you remember, we. We we're delaying <laughs> recording the trending episode because we just got swept away by all the shark yeah. TikTok, and they're like, "Save it for the mic, man." Yeah, but then we the Google image search rabbit hole that we went down on on shark dicks after we yeah. recorded, and the people that collect them collect them, uh, whale dorks also yeah. a collectible, which are human sized whale penises. All very interesting stuff that I'm sure our guest is excited to talk about. Uh, she <laughs> is the brilliant, the talented Paige Welder. Hey! Oh my God! Human-sized, yeah, whale dicks. You know, I think Weird. of whales. I think, wow, so peaceful, so beautiful. Mm. But we forget what lies beneath. I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah, they can still be peaceful and beautiful. It, That's it's true. all about. The, the eye of the beholder, I guess. Except when they're like <laughs> breaching with like a full on Woody and you're like, what is this? Yeah. What are the whales doing? What is this a show of force? I don't have, know. Anyway. Have either of you ever gone with, like on a whale tour? Like, have you seen a whale? I've seen a whale, but not with the explicit, you know, it was like just, you know, a happenstance. It was just wonderful, a coincidence that we saw a whale. But no, I've not like gone to see the whales. No, I do feel like I went I went on one once and we actually saw two whales and i do feel like it changed me i felt i feel like a different person after i saw them yeah <laughs> did you see it really close yeah we got pretty close oh shit it see, was pretty I, cool 
I just got to see like in the distance, you're like, oh shit, that's a whale. And then you kind of go on with your day. But I can only imagine because whenever I see videos of like people like free swimming, that's like a blue whale. I'm like, that seems so vibey. That's what I need. Yeah. And it's so quiet. We like, it was like this, I don't know, some group on that me and my boyfriend got and we were like, Oh my God, this is the most beautiful experience based around Groupon that one could probably have. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All like... my spiritual experiences are Groupon based. Right. Well, yeah. we were like, it was like we thought we weren't going to see one because most of those tours, you don't end up seeing a whale. Right. You just kind of have to accept right. that. But we like got out to, it seemed really far. And then they were, it got quiet. They like turned the engines off or whatever. And it was just like purely like silent. And you could just hear the whales kind of splashes right 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 it's oh. crazy <laughs> whales are so cool they that'd are. be a good like blog where you rank groupon experiences that could actually <laughs> kind of be like transformative for you, you <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's like yo these are under like i know it looks like a janky whale tour but take that like, would a be a good blog. chicken groupon for the soul <laughs> yeah or a podcast uh cut all this we're going to uh start <laughs> a group yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check. this is now uh, the trailer for our new podcast cool, right? yeah yeah i've only seen whales at a distance but yeah they're they're big i'm told is that Huge. one of the things <laughs> yeah yeah big and peaceful and i haven't uh, seen them in smart. person so jury's still out for me you had a spiritual experience seeing seeing a whale. You didn't go and make a fucking documentary about it like this octopus guy, you know? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to make a whole hour and a half documentary. Well, I didn't hang out with the whale for like a year or yeah, however long true. he was with that octopus. Well, again, do we know if the <laughs> octopus was like, dude, you're so clingy. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah, the octopus literally was like, listen, I literally just got one of my arms bitten off. Could <laughs> right. you please yeah. just leave me alone? I'm like right. trying to recuperate. <laughs> Every time I see you, I'm reminded of it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm worried that it's my fault that the octopus got attacked, but I'm going to go back just to see. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask him his opinion on that. Octopuses are aliens, but they're not, <laughs> yeah. they're not actual sea, sea life. Whereas whales are our cousins. <laughs> My my octa or my uh, whale teacher. The sequel coming soon. <laughs> All right, Paige, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment, but first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're gonna talk about whether Trump's support is slipping. It seems like it is actually, uh, based on polling, uh, which has always been able to perfectly read the Trump supporting contingent. But uh, still, I'm hopeful. Uh, we'll talk about Tucker Carlson and what his fever brain is having to cycle through to keep the content moving. Uh, we'll talk about based Marco Rubio. We'll talk about the the return to the workplace that we're all looking forward to and why, why it shouldn't happen, why it shouldn't have to happen, at least. Uh, we'll talk about Jeff Bezos, the billionaire wars that were the 80s had the cola wars we have shitty billionaire space fighting over the fucking wars. moon fucking name we'll talk about <laughs> whether that hbo max theatrical release strategy is actually saving movie theaters the warner brothers thing uh all of that plenty more but first page we like to ask our guest what is something from your search history uh that is revealing about who you are or where you are or what you're up to okay so something i searched recently uh is hummingbird tongue did uh -oh. you guys know that hummingbirds have big long tongues yeah that's how they oh, get in the nectar shit. 
I thought it was a straw situation. I don't know. I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see them carry that with them. (laughs) I I thought it was just a like their beak acts as (laughs) a suction. But I so I where I'm sitting right now is uh, like where I'll sit at my desk. I look out this window and there's this hummingbird who likes to hang out on the power lines right outside here. Cool. I really love that he loves to hang out there. He's so cute. But I took a video to show others, my cute hummingbird friend, Mm -hmm. and I was showing it to my boyfriend, and he was like, what is that? He, like, paused it on a part where the hummingbird was sticking out its tongue, and I was like, oh, I think it's just, like, I think it's just, like, eating. It's, like, it has something in its its beak. Like, I don't know. And he's like, I think that's a tongue. And I was like, do they have tongues? And it's a disturbing Google if you're not aware of it already, in my opinion. They're freaky. They're, they're freaky. freaky. It's like yeah. they're as long as their bill. Like they yeah. they look like so extension. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned I was just watching uh, Planet of Color or whatever that new David Attenborough series yeah. was last night. And I was watching this hummingbird sequence where like they were mating and this motherfucker's neck like just blew out with all these iridescent feathers. And I was like, look at these fucking show offs. <laughs> their long tongues and wonderful plumage. <laughs> Yeah, hummingbirds are magic. Again, we're we're becoming a nature podcast. I know. I'm like I'm really talking uh, about a lot of animals, <laughs> right? But because is, all... isn't the whole thing like it curls up like half in their head or something? Because like it is, it, it's so long, like it's almost like tape measure mechanism to be able to contain the tongue. Yeah, they have that little use. tab that you can st- yeah, put down yeah. to keep it in place. Is that place? what you're claiming is happening, Miles? There's a little tab in there? <laughs> yeah, a little tab. It's, you know, pretty much uh, it's exactly like a tape measure. Uh, <laughs> any ornithologists out there, get at me. Uh, so yeah, that freaked me out. Are, it, they just seem to be operating at a different, like, like they interact with time differently than other species. Like they move so fast. I I feel like I'm watching something in like the matrix or something when I, when I look at a hummingbird. So that's dope. why I'm so tripped out by the fact that this one chooses to hang out like right outside my window. This also does tell you line. where yeah. I'm at is I'm just often sitting here right. looking out this window <laughs> like, Ooh, a friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Someone wants to it hang is, out. <laughs> my favorite stoned activity though, is to catch a hummingbird in the wild and be like, yo, get the slow motion camera out. <laughs> and then you just watch the wings and like, yo, they go fast. Whoa, and then you dude. realize their metabolisms are like 80 times <laughs> they as live fast like as ours to move like three that. years or something. They like can't handle it. They like live fast, die young. That's their, that's their yeah, whole vibe. You know, hummingbirds do it well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think yeah. you'd have the equivalent if you if you had like the amount of calories they burned, you'd have to eat something like close to two hundred thousand calories or something. Like if you oh were spending God. the amount of energy relative to your body, like that a hummingbird does. Uh, yeah, bless them. Bless There's an onion headline from '08. Uh, I, this just made me feel very old because I was like, oh yeah, what was that onion headline from? 13 years ago <laughs> that's hummingbird back at feeder again grandmother reports <laughs> <laughs> well that was the funny thing too is i i um my dad is really into having like like he's really into they they have quail where he lives mm. and, and they like hang out in the backyard and he loves to like watch them and feed them he's like always got to count on how many quail there are he's like i think they just had 
babies is really sweet and he's often had hummingbird feeders and so i texted him i was like i got this hummingbird that hangs out and his immediate reply was instructions on how i should get a hummingbird feeder he goes okay two parts water one part sugar you'll have them around all the time yeah i was i was at like (laughs) a in costa rica there's like a hummingbird like sanctuary where you just like walk in and they're just like all around you yeah oh shit yeah it's wild yeah but I get freaked out about the idea of putting out a hummingbird feeder because I've also seen hummingbird feeders where like bees and ants start to hang out. Right. Yeah. Like, mm, You're like, this wasn't for you. This is for the hummingbirds. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at a diagram of <laughs> of what like, you know, a cross section of like what how the tongue wraps and it like goes around its eyeball. It, it really does look like it's like a tape measure yeah. that like yes. wraps around its eyeball. Yeah, it's like um, Justin put in the chat. It's fruit by the foot. It's, yeah. it's wrapped around. Uh, I, I should read the chat. Justin, uh, Justin is, always very has dimes that he's dropping that I see after we're done recording. Yeah, you go, I think something's wrong with the. There's words showing up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Not this again. Oh, the ghosts are here again, Sarah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Paige? All right, I'm going to say ice cream. I think it's overrated. Is this a, are you guys going to be mad at me for saying that? I don't that? care, whatever, you know. It's your fucking <laughs> life. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Fuck it I up, just feel like, so, <laughs> like, it's something like 65% of people are lactose intolerant. It's like, and yet there's a new ice cream shop on every corner. <laughs> right. And I'm like, how many people are like carving out their, their days to, as a sacrifice? Yeah, to the lactose gods. Yeah, it's like, can we just, I don't know. It's like, I just think it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. And I just think that people get so excited about ice cream Mm -hmm. when it's, it's like only like 30% of people can eat it and not have diarrhea afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Everyone has diarrhea who has, who is lactose intolerant that eats it. Well, there's different variations of how lactose intolerant you could be, but sure. like there's also then there's also like different variations of how much lactose is in different dairy products and like sure, milk right, right, and right. ice cream is like the the most. Right. It's like yeah, you're just sniffing base. Yeah, it's like <laughs> step on this. You're getting fucked up. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> We're not wonder- supposed to eat this. <laughs> so I, I sometimes wonder if like the American diet, like part of it is the diarrhea, like people enjoy <laughs> getting diarrhea because like the stuff that we really uh, like to go after. You're right. It's that that should not be a thing, like something that makes you ill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the people are just like, yeah, but I still do it because well, it's amazing. I, yeah. I wonder if that's able to like just sort of proliferate because we're a culture famously that isn't going to bring up our own like perceived deficiencies or inefficiencies <laughs> yeah. so you don't want to be like y'all did that did that pizza give y'all a bunch of diarrhea like you don't want to be that person so you're like oh man yeah let's get another slice yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love pizza man ice cream <laughs> cheeseburgers like pizza pizza is fine because cheese doesn't have that much lactose in it which right. thank God f- for me, you know, but right. it's like when you have too much of it, you know, but yeah, That's it's like, exactly, right. no one wants to bring up. <laughs> I used to date someone who had, what's the, the really severe gluten allergy, celiacs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Celiacs. Yeah. And like uh, lactose intolerance and she would eat pizza all the time. Yeah. And it was, and it was like that bit we were just doing where it was like, oh, I love it though. But like, 
<laughs> has to yeah. eat it actively on the toilet. Yeah. It just I, takes planning, I feel like, is the only thing. Yeah, you just and have there's to, like, lactate right. and stuff like that. No, but this wasn't like this was a thing where eventually I was like, oh no, like you this is you have some weird relationship with yeah. pizza right. that yeah. you aren't like because it's like, oh, let's get this hot and ready pizza. And I'm like, great, we'll take it to the house. Like, no, let's go to Providence Hospital and eat it in the emergency <laughs> drop-off, just in case. But you know what? That's another overrated thing is lactate. I feel like, okay, it's very rare. And of course, it happens to me. I've tried lactate. It makes mm-hmm. me violently ill. Like it <laughs> Oh, lactate oh, no. does? Yes. Oh. Like yeah. I truly I had it. I had started trying to use it when I had like dairy stuff. And it was fine like a couple times. And then one time I got sick and I was like, oh, I didn't I like didn't put it together. And then it happened again. And I started Googling it. And it's like there's all these message boards online of angry mothers like I gave this to my son so that he could have ice cream (laughs) with us. And he was very sick. And lactate doesn't put that shit on their labels. Because I guess it's like maybe rare enough that they don't feel like legally they have to put it on there or something. But like. I was like, oh, of course, the one like the like miracle thing that people take where they're like, actually, I can have whatever I want, like doesn't work for me. Yeah. (laughs) I take a long, hard look in the mirror, figure out why that's your karma. (laughs) 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 It's supposed to work for everyone except demons. Says it right there on the box. Except me and some some kids (laughs) on message boards. (laughs) Wait, is there is there a treat that you like that you think is worth the worth the burn? Well, so like I was saying, it's like if you have a lot of cheese, you can right. have an issue. So sometimes yeah, yeah. I'll like, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I am going to have a bunch of mac and cheese right now and I will just suffer the yeah. consequences. Yeah. Yeah. You sounds know, that like, kind of thing. Sounds like you're more of a savory person than a sweet person, maybe. No, honestly, okay. no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I'll do, I just, my move is I just, I love Froyo, which okay. I never really have an issue with. That's how you sidestep it, right? That's how, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, whenever I get sick from Froyo, it's because of the candy I put on it, not because, <laughs> right, right. Not because of the, the, the lactose enzymes or whatever. Right. Because uh, they don't clean the nozzle from the machine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and they're all just like sitting there in like a mixed nuts bowl. Like it, it's probably as clean as like the mixed nuts at a bar, but we're just like, yeah, but this place is bright and everything yeah, is yeah. white. So it's probably fine. What I, I mean, what is a pink berry even? I don't even know. I don't <laughs> know. I like it. I like the idea. Yeah. And they make yeah. those little uh like caviar fish egg type uh Oh yeah, those little things. boba pearls. Yeah, little flavored pearls. pearls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Pinkberry, I like the little like round chocolate crunch things, and oh, I never yeah. have learned the name of them. And I always just say to the person the um, the chocolate ball things, and then yeah. they go the wet ones or the dry ones. <laughs> they don't have a oh those vocabulary for it because there's the ones Pinkberry people know what I'm talking about. There's yeah. the wet ones and there's the dry ones. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated? All right, I was just staying on food. Mm-hmm. And we we're, were talking pizza. I'm going to say mushrooms as a pizza topping. Okay. That's, I don't feel I'm like... fully with you there. Thank you. <laughs> it's tough when they use canned mushrooms. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, the times I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, like I mean... you want a, the real, you want fresh mushrooms, not canned sometimes. Or like, that's the time I, I found myself being like, holy shit, this is really good. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's like bad other toppings too, though, you know? I just feel like it's weird to me that mushrooms, I feel like mushrooms aren't one of the like toppings we add. Like if a group was getting pizza 
no one mm. would like be like of right. the t- like no one would suggest it as like a, a sort of base level topping right. it's like i feel like hawaiian pizza has like more cred than mushroom pizza oh, then don't do that don't do that around me don't do that around oh, me. i don't, don't like do that i don't me. like it but i know I, and I, i'm just letting anyone know if you have a parasocial <laughs> relationship with me know that don't do that around me okay yeah. pizza parties in our minds i'm not having that Mm. yeah i just think i don't know mushrooms are my favorite my favorite pizza topping yeah because it's not like i think it's weird because we almost in my mind as a kid i always thought of mushrooms as a thing that was on the parents pizza yeah (laughs) they got the mushrooms we got straight cheese pepperoni and shit but Mm. i wonder i think it's like we have to mature to this point where it has to be considered a normal first item to throw out when people what do we want to put on this thing and you can say yeah. mushroom, and we know, and we don't say what the fuck. It's vegetarian. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I'm just I'm not, not sure on that. I'm gonna take a long, <laughs> hard look in the mirror on that one. Do you? Are you a mushroom pizza person, Miles? I like mushrooms on pizza. Like, I, if I'm at a nice spot and like they have like a thing with like porcini mushroom, you know, like fresh mushrooms and shit, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think because. My earliest memories go back to canned mushrooms that just contributed to like a soggy pizza Ugh. that I just did not. I was like, this is fucking weird, y'all. Like, I don't know why y'all are eating this shit. They don't uh, ask but you I if you I want the dry time. ones or the wet ones. <laughs> you want the dry or the wet? <laughs> I mean, um, this. What? Yeah. I, mushrooms are the one thing that I will always have on every pizza that I order if it's for myself oh, wow. and nobody else. Like, Me I'll too. have. Mushrooms and green peppers, mushrooms and pepperoni, mushroom like it, it can be any of those, but mushrooms have to be there. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Although I'm not into like the like, you know, like Costco, you get the like sort of everything pizza. Ooh. I go, we don't need all this. The mushrooms yeah. are doing enough work here mm. that we don't need the peppers and the olives. We can have them, but I feel like they're hiding the mushroom. They're trying to trick us. Right. This sounds like a Mitch Hedberg bit. <laughs> right. You don't need all these toppings. Nice try mushrooms. assholes. Yeah. The mushrooms yeah. are doing enough work. You got a lot of shit on your pizza, you know? <laughs> a lot of pizza accessories. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll own up to being a bad father. Uh, we, we, we order Domino's almost every weekend, and my kids' order is pepperoni and pineapple and i get like green peppers onions bacon sausage uh mushrooms and they threw fucking pineapple on my pizza the other day like it like like there was crossfire or something and they accidentally hit the pineapple on my shit i was like what like you can't tough (laughs) yeah pineapple is a very specific topping like you can't Just assume people want that. You're shit throwing on there, like, candy supreme. on a fucking pizza, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's so sweet. It's not like you're. I mean, look, if you're somewhere and you're like, "Hey, actually, we use like sort of like less than ripe pineapple, so you get a nice texture, but all this sweet." Because everyone's using canned pineapple, just right. sitting in sugar. Yeah. So I'm like, this is not it for me right. at all. I'm, I'm I'm real picky about the sweet on top of the savory shit. It yeah, has to work too. well. It would seep like into the, the cheese, I feel, because they're so, because they're like canned, they're in that liquid to right. have them on top of your pizza. And it's also, it's very sad to have to pick a topping off pizza. You feel very you sad. You feel like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> like, I feel it. not I, brave. I just took it down and it was actually fine. But it's still like the idea that you would add pineapple like it's just another topping is uh, no. 
you got to be sure one. that someone yeah. wants it. Yes. Thank yeah. For sure. And look, for those of you who like pineapple on your on your pizza, fine. Go ahead. God bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't don't force your pineapple on me. Okay? Yeah. I don't want candy pizza. That's just yeah. how I feel. And that's not shade of you. For me, I just don't like candy. Okay? And yeah. you do. And that's okay. Yeah. But this is now... Like, Very diplomatic. <laughs> yep. Just got to let them know. Because this, this is such a weird thing. Like, you see, like, the memes around pineapple on pizza culture. You know what I mean? Like it's a very it's like a real thing that I think we're we talk about through memes and shit about like whether or not you have pineapple on your pizza and shit like that. Yeah. But you know, so I just like to like to let it know I'm not a hater of yeah. the yeah. people. It's just of the topic. Tough to to bring up for overrated and underrated food stuff because obviously it's like maybe some people just don't like mushrooms, but I do feel like a lot of people have a of negative idea of mushrooms because of like mushroom soup or like canned mushrooms, which are gross. Yeah. yeah. But like, there's a ton of different types of mushrooms and often the mushrooms on pizza are delicious. And, and some of them are literally magical. So. Okay. So now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pineapple actually, <laughs> now I'm going to go back on what I said and say that like, j- I, I didn't pick the pineapple off. I ate it. And it was actually fine. And I, I think that pineapple blends well with better than you would expect with tomato. Hold on. Uh, why, are you, why are you wearing that dole hat? <laughs> I'm just saying like it's an underrated like it could be a staple food. Like a lot of people think like <laughs> you can like have bread sandwiches, but you can't have pineapple sandwiches. But like you can use pineapple for anything, really. I mean, we should look into this as an energy source. Anyway, I think the people at United Fruit were really misunderstood in the yes, second half of you. the 20th century. <laughs> the only king of Hawaii in the modern, like, while Hawaii was a state or maybe I for, I for, a president, the only president of Hawaii ever was a dull. I, I just read that somewhere. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. What, a, what an awful, Damn. what an awful family. Anyways. Bob Dole. <laughs> Piece of shit, huh? Yeah, am I right? All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and uh, let's do a quick, you hate to see it, rundown. Trump's support might be slipping a little bit. Just mm-hmm. a just a tiny bit. People forgetting who he is. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's all it 40, takes. It, turns out, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it says right now this recent poll is showing that forty four percent of Republicans saying that they support. They're saying president over party. They're like fuck. The, I'm Trump all day. That's forty four percent of Republicans. Too much. That compares to right now, fifty percent of the party right now is saying no, no, no. We fuck with the party more than the president, mm-hmm. which is the first time since July of twenty nineteen when party support outnumber Trump support. So, hmm. you know, the interesting, interesting shift. I don't think, I don't know if it's that groundbreaking more so than I think it's just sort of this idea of out of sight, out of mind that yeah. because he's just not on Twitter being able to fire off shit takes and, you know, Fox and a lot of the networks are sort of like trying to figure out what to do with him because now he's just literally just some fucking guy and he's not the president anymore. Uh, it's less, I think, maybe ratings worthy to let him rant for 40 minutes straight. Yeah, the whole it, it it reminds me of the like how cult leaders want to get you into a isolated location because they know like just fully occupying like all your time and energy and attention 
like that's the only way to do it and once that spell is broken like once if you're just in a in an urban area and like see people walking by on the street like that's enough to break the spell i feel like we're kind of going through a similar thing as a nation where it's just like wait what the fuck was we were we were doing what we were paying how much attention to this motherfucker right yeah yeah that the his banning of twit from twitter has been like such a such a sea change for like so many people i feel like yeah Yes, he just he's got his email list now is how he's communicating right. with people or he's just emailing people his tweets, his thoughts. Right. Yeah. And yeah. just being like, You're gonna you better give me money or else <laughs> or else I'm gonna think you've abandoned me. Right. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Bro. Like, That's how you raise money? What you doing? Yeah, man. Ugh. Well, yeah, it's like it's like in theory this is feels like good ish news but i don't know how true it is or what it really means yeah you know yeah we constantly i'm sure he'll read this support. and then this the second it comes down to him wanting to assume his kingmaker role again within the party he's gonna start getting real loud and what i don't know but we'll say i, I think at the very least it does show though like because now the support for like you know biden's handling of the pandemic essentially based on the numbers would also include republicans Right. That there are some people who are like, I think the fifty percent people being like, well, what about the party? Because this guy, whatever, we we like when we were secret racists, right? Um, which might be what's happening. Yeah, yeah. secret yeah. racists. It was wild. Comedy Bang Bang, uh, which I don't know how many of our listeners listen to that show, but it's a comedy podcast where like people come on and play characters and this week they had somebody on who was doing a trump impression and it james? was like what's that james austin johnson it might have been i, Probably, but I tamanic. So. it was it oh. wasn't a tamanic i don't think but i it, think it was james it was really funny and it yeah. like didn't i don't know it seemed like wow the, this feels like we're like years away from when when like it would have been too soon or something it just felt like he was just approximating all of the uh sort of vocalizations and like stupid like mm -hmm. leaps of logic and shit but it wasn't uh i don't know it, it was just weird to me that like they were able to have somebody on and do that and it wasn't like i mean i'm sure there's probably reasons that we shouldn't already be like that's hilarious but uh right yeah the, the performance mean, was just so good that it like didn't bother me I, I james i haven't heard him on comedy bang bang but i mean his whole thing and it really like started getting steam like in the last year or so is he does these videos where he's doing an impression of trump but he'll be talking about like pokemon or right. like something totally not nothing to do with anything that trump actually talks about but he'll so match the way that trump thinks yeah that's that you can't you can't look away he does this one where it was the it was like he did a video that was my favorite where it was based on like that one interview where trump like got up and walked away and it's just <laughs> it's just james talking about gilmore girls right and <laughs> <laughs> he's like because jess is a pre-luke and uh logan is a pre-chris like it's james is awesome he's a friend of mine <laughs> yeah yeah that's who it was james austin johnson 
Yeah. Uh, also, Langston Kerman was on there. Wonderful. It was a, it was oh, yeah. a great episode. Uh, and that's what we're here to do is <laughs> get people interested in comedy bang bang. Uh, but podcasts. yeah, that is that is. Uh, so I've seen those videos and that is like he totally nails all of the non-political. Like it's just he has like that uh, complete lack of logic that like yeah. Trump uses like <laughs> it's just constantly claiming that he's good friends with like he's just mastered the jazz. everything yeah, yeah exactly it's he has mastered the jazz it's yeah. truly like how trump would be you just put a topic and it's just going to use the same garbled logic to try yeah. and like figure out how you're going to be like the authority on this topic yeah <laughs> that's right that's right yep uh, mm-hmm. anyways fuck that guy uh, donald <laughs> trump in particular yeah. <laughs> fucking James too, man. Come on, yeah, bro. Fuck James, dude. <laughs> You're doing it too good, man. You're keeping him alive with that shit. <laughs> James does some other impressions as well. <laughs> he does Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Tucker. Uh Tucker Carlson. Yeah. What, what's he what's he reaching for these days? I mean, just again. There's so many real things to talk about, but right now Republicans have to find anything but the actual things to talk about. So right now, because our president, Joey Badass, is out here saying, like, we're relaxing the mask uh, fucking protocols. You don't have to wear it if you're vaxxed and outdoors unless you're in a crowd and all this stuff. Because that's been a huge thing of being like, where are we at with masks outdoors? What are you saying to do? What are you saying not to do? So Tucker Carlson spent so much time about this idea of masks as a few different things. First, he was likening it to child abuse, where he's like, as for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. Because mm-hmm. he's going on this whole thing about how it's like part of your mental obedience to like the party. So it's like wearing a Kim Jong-un pin or something in North Korea. That's what you do to wear your mask, to show fealty, uh, to demonstrate fealty. And so he's just talking about like, If you see someone like a child wearing a mask, like it should be no different than what your response would be if you see someone beating a child in a Walmart. Call the police is what he says. How is it hurting the child? Does he have a a Uh, read on that? Well, what you're looking at is abuse. It's child. This is a quote. What you're looking at is abuse. It's child abuse. And you are morally obligated to attempt to prevent it. If it's your own children being abused, then act accordingly, which I will play you this clip because he starts talking about like, what to do if, again, if it, let's say it was your kid. And you are morally obligated to attempt to prevent it. If it's your own children being abused, then act accordingly. Let's say your kid's school emailed you to announce that every day after lunch, your sixth grader was going to get punched in the face by a teacher. How would you respond to that? That's precisely how you should respond when they tell you that your kids have to wear masks on the soccer field. That is unacceptable, dangerous, and we should act like it because how it is. How is it dangerous? Because he says, like, they're zealots, only zealots wear masks. Then he had this other thing. He's like, 64% of white liberals have been diagnosed with some kind of mental health issue. And so that's why they wear masks. He calls them neurotics. Yeah, neurotics (laughs) wear them. Uh, It's like this whole, it's just so all over the place. It's truly, you're like, I don't even know. Like, that's a jump, right? To say, right. Yeah. they're punching your kid in the face. Yeah. No, every every, t- every time Tucker Carlson speaks, it's like when somebody, like, you know, in, in like, your class in high school when you were, like, assigned what uh, side you have to be on for yeah. a topic. And it's just, like, he, like, didn't do the work. He's just, like, really trying to, like, hustle on this side that, like, doesn't make any sense. And he just is, like, saying insane 
shit. Like he was talking earlier. I watched the clip that you guys had in this in this doc about like he's like, if you see someone wearing a mask, stop them and say, please take off your mask. You're making yeah. me uncomfortable. <laughs> so like, so is your yes. MAGA hat. Yeah. It's so fucking we'll just be nasty. on our way, huh? You're a piece yeah. of shit and I believe in science. All right. See you later. <laughs> it's, like, right. it's like, yeah, you're making me uncomfortable as well. <laughs> like, hat, what? I, again, it's just all this weird way to try and he's trying to create more outrage among the base to be more confrontational in public. Like, it's so transparently clear that this is meant to whip them into a friend just get everybody so excited about this idea of masks that all he can do is be like they're punching your kids in the face they're zealots what's going on you better tell them to not wear a mask like it the outrage is really it's wearing thin and you know what's wild it got fucking weirder in the episode in terms of what he's likening to mask wearing he had look i'm just he had a guest on a, a I don't know. It was oh, actually, it was actually fucking Matt Walsh, and they were talking about like CB. <laughs> yeah, Matt Walsh <laughs> needs to make one of the four. He's out here, uh, but again, talking about what it means to be a man wearing a mask. Uh huh. Oh, you know, I had the same experience you're talking about. I was in Austin uh, a few days ago, and I'm walking outside without a mask on, and people are staring at me like I'm the crazy one for not having a mask on. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you're if you're walking outside with a mask on, I should be looking at you, and I do look at you. Like uh, like I would look at it, a grown man hugging a teddy bear and having a pacifier in his mouth while he's walking down the street. This is your security blanket. There's no reason for you to have it on. You're just afraid. You're you're afraid of fresh air. That's what's happening. People are afraid to breathe air, and we're making it so that kids are afraid of air too. And that's uh, insane to me. I agree with you completely. I, I would <laughs> I would even actually up the analogy and say a vaccinated person, someone with antibodies, wearing a mask outside is is like watching a grown man expose himself in public. That's disgusting. Put it away please okay what the fuck are you talking what what does that even mean what i don't again this this is like the same shit it's like this has nothing to do with you this has actually nothing to do with you if you want to be the freaky piece of shit who alienates themselves because they don't want to wear a mask to consider others then so be it but someone else wearing it has a fuck all to do with these people but like that's why it's so bizarre that like Tucker's like, yeah, I mean, you're basically like, you're you're gay if you wear a mask, dude. Like, you're, what are you going to be, like a fucking little boy with a baby? Fucking, like, what are you going to do? Take, take your penis out? But he's what? like, his sense of the world is so, like, just dominated by misogyny and <laughs> white supremacy. Like, because, because uh, guys running around exposing themselves is a crime that is, like, only perpetuated by, like, middle-aged white guys like him. He is like he's like that that I feel like he can't think of that as being a like that bad a thing. So he's like, I mean, it's the same thing, basically, because I personally think it's weird. And yeah. so that's <laughs> anything I think is weird is the same <laughs> across right, the board. It's the same as uh, sexual assault, basically. It's like it's, hanging brain in public. It's also like, <laughs> were people looking at you or were you like mad dogging people who were wearing masks and then they look back at you like, why are you looking at me? Yes, these and people, like, yeah. That's like, nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> yeah. So thirsty to be able to turn your fucking cell phone on and sh- record your stupid rhetorical martyrdom video where you're like, <laughs> and I, I, I actually, I'm wearing it because I believe in science. Actually, it's all of you all in here who are afraid of air. <laughs> 
No right. one fucking said that. I just want to say I am afraid of air, though. Just to be clear. I'm yeah. scared. <laughs> and I am a neurotic. <laughs> and yeah. I am neurotic. <laughs> neurotic to the bone. No doubt about it. You know what I mean? I Sometimes I do give myself the creeps. Yeah. Just and continuing sometimes. the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> sometimes I like to kiss Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> the that's only, the other thing the only safe person to kiss by the way <laughs> he Thank calls you. him tony he's like tony fauci it's like you don't know him yeah <laughs> don't yeah. call him tony <laughs> like when he talks to, he talks about his friend antonio bandera says tony flags we're close so <laughs> <laughs> uh all right let's talk about marco rubio the other we we might as well just get through all of the Our shit that studded. is happening in the soul <laughs> mental and the tortured soul of the uh republicans right now so marco rubio is pissed uh yeah. at corporations mm-hmm. and to the point that he's like Basically threatening to become a socialist? Is that basically where we're dude, at? Dude, based Rubio, dude, comrade Rubio, <laughs> hold it down. Fucking throw down the gauntlet for these corporations, please, vis-a-vis your op-ed that you wrote. He's got yeah. this whole thing in the New York Post where... Where all my favorite op-eds are. Yeah, exactly. That's when you know it's some real next-level analysis coming through from a racist. And they can't believe, like, his whole thing is like, these corporate monsters we fed for so long, why are they going to pivot to like woke stuff and do things like act in their own self-interest because they're reading the tone of society? (laughs) What's happening? So this is what he says. Uh, He wrote this op-ed in the beginning. This is just like sort of in the middle. He said, quote, to help our corporations fulfill their patriotic role, the GOP especially enacted business-friendly policies. We kept tax rates low, slashed red tape where appropriate and limited the reach of labor unions. But wow. But somewhere along the line, corporations began prioritizing short term financial windfalls and ruthless offshoring. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Very true. Damn, That's true. Damn, Hold son. on. Go on. <laughs> and you did those? do all that. You yeah. have been limiting the ability of labor to organize. Go on, sir. He says, quote, corporate America began to view these good jobs, families, communities and even the nation as an afterthought. American yep. workers of all backgrounds suffered as a result. Corporate yep. greed annihilated an entire way of life. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so you were aware of all that, and you were yeah, still yeah. doing this shit. Like as yeah. a, it's all like the quid pro quo that he uh, outlines here is way too honest. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we were helping y'all out, so you would keep us in power, and you were annihilating the American families, and we were fucking cool with that." But <laughs> so, now, and it's now gone you're gonna be far. on. Now you're gonna be on fucking Meghan Markle's side. Oh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like it's so dumb because it's all just about the fact that they don't that because anyway let's keep going because he's like because i'll do something about it yeah this is what he's going to do quote cutting corporate taxes and especially investment taxes makes sense if u.s companies are going to invest in american industry but if they're instead prioritizing offshoring operations or simply returning windfalls to shareholders then policymakers are going to start being more careful in how we structure tax cuts. Uh-oh, what? Go on, He's like, Marco. I'm going to tell the fucking truth if you don't start uh, backing us in these fucking political uh, You better defend de facto white supremacy, you <laughs> right. fucks. So then he goes on. So first he's saying, I'll get rid of your tax cuts next. Employer-friendly labor laws make sense in a world where corporate CEOs feel an obligation to their fellow countrymen and workers. 
But the logic of resisting labor representation on behalf of corporate management falls apart if an American worker is no different to the corporation than any other input. Wow. Yeah, so man. You will cut these tax <laughs> breaks and make it easier for labor to get organized? Thank you, Marco. <laughs> what? What? Does he start talking about the wokeness? Like, is that the beginning of the article or where where does this come from i mean this is yeah in the beginning he's just sort of talking about all the things that's happening with georgia and like companies just starting to like speak up about societal issues when they're like you guys used to do this like what is this now right and it's just it's and i think this is the problem they're finding themselves in they're so confused and they don't realize the absurdity of their ideology which is so it's so regressive that right. you're not going to go anywhere except backwards and eventually hit a wall because you've, you're burning up any chance you have of any kind of forward movement. So yeah, you're someone like Marco Rubio. You're like you have to you have to be against all this wokeness uh, from these companies. But since you've been on the side of corporate profiteering, your only pivot can only lead to progressive policy. Damn, like that's the son. only thing you. And so you know what? Congratulations! Yeah, you won an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow i have a headache from this essay by by marco <laughs> like they don't i don't know it's so just so many but i guess like directions. he's just yeah blunt to them for being like blunt to yeah. the cor- companies like we'll get rid of your tax breaks and we'll let people get you want la- you want organized labor it's like yeah the people do actually it shows that people have better outcomes when they're when they're unionized in every yeah. industry uh but then <laughs> the stuff you, he's okay. The stuff he's like saying, if you do this, that's stuff they've already been doing for 20 years that you're talking about, like offshoring all your profits and treating the workers like shit. Like what the only like it has nothing to do with whatever fucking wokeness he's objecting to. So he's just basically describing like the state of the American worker and like corporate America (laughs) and then being like, and that's, well, well, I'll describe it out loud again. If you, uh, (laughs) keep, keep criticizing us. Yeah. Even the company's like, yo, shut up, dude. Like, I mean, like we get what you're saying, but like, do you hear, do you hear yourself? I feel like this started as an email, a private email. And he's like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. I'm going to turn it into an op-ed. Because, yeah, yeah, the shit he's saying, like, that logic works in an email where it's, like, between donors and politicians who are like, look, we let you fuck people over, and in return, you You do the, you fuck people over in the specific way we're describing. (laughs) But, yeah, that's, that's wild, man. Yeah. There, you love to see it. (laughs) This has been another segment of, uh, you hate to see it. Uh, where we check in with the Republicans. With uh, the based Republican. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a, another quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, speaking of back, it's almost back to work time, folks. Time to get the lunch pail <laughs> and uh, oh, get man. back to the get back to the office. Hard at work or hardly working? Am I right? Laughing, <laughs> that fucking those size videos. <laughs> so a lot of like corporate America is, you know, very carefully planning the return to the office. And yeah, I, I just want to, so 
Miles, you kind of linked off to this article that makes sense. I want to read from the CNBC article, though, because they are describing like the thoughts among business leaders. Okay. <laughs> they set they set it up at like with all the information that is true. They say even within the same industries, there will be different approaches to return to work plans, which also gives employees more opportunities to find a job that fits their preferred lifestyle. The majority or 58% of employees said they would look for a new position if they weren't allowed to continue working remotely in their current position. We've also talked about how people get more work done when they're working from home. And then the second to last paragraph of this article, ultimately, however, quote, nothing will change, said Peter Capelli, director of the Center of Human Resources at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. Employers have virtually unlimited power. Um, and he's basically like, this time next year, it'll be just just like pre-pandemic and done. Oh, is that what you think? Yeah. Mr. HR, Mr. I'm the cops at yeah. the company. HR uh, is the, the cops. cops of cops. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you. Th- oh, HR. I'm here to fuck you up if you try and make it spicy for the employer. But I will <laughs> smile and act like I'm advocating for you. Hi, have you been? I'm welcome to human yeah. resources. A year. This is the exact quote that is the last sentence of the article. A year from now, will things look much different than they did before the pandemic? I don't think so. Again, a quote from Peter Capelli, director of Center of Center for Human Resources. Wow. Well, maybe. I, I'm interesting. Maybe you should ask what's happening with workers, right. what they're thinking, because you're looking up the C-suite's butt and you're like, what's going on here? Nothing? Great. Oh, Back to work? Perfect. There's this thing called the Survey of Working Arrangements and Attitudes, like this research working paper that's that's out. And the, they're looking at all kinds of data points and just analysis and questioning that they've done over the last year. And essentially, like this whole thing is boiling down to them saying, People whose jobs are like don't explicitly require their presence physically really want to continue to work at home, at least some of the time. And most people, most over 50 percent would take a pay cut to do so, which Mm. is wild. Like that's the tone of a lot of people. I think the the sort of that slight sense of freedom or being unburdened by the commute has done for people being like, oh, yeah, fuck that. Like, especially now. Uh, in a world where efficiency has been proven, it's hard to go back on that. So the other thing is they say that um, uh, right now, a lot of the employers want people to like, they're willing to compromise and say like, okay, maybe you come in three times a week and then you take the other two or you get one day a week or whatever, you can work from home. Um, But what they're looking at isn't that it's going to be virtually back to normal. They think it's going the, the, the amount of work done remotely will be about 20% of what is happening right now, which is going to be a huge, huge uh, boost considering that pre-pandemic remote work was like 5%. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that like every white collar job simultaneously went remote. So it didn't create like everyone just realized, oh, yeah, shit's still working. And then this like idea that working from home is like some kind of fucking 80s comedy film where a guy like, when he figured out the sweet deal to work from home, like Randy <laughs> had the summer of his life. Like, no, fucking motherfuckers <laughs> work. Oh, man, Randy. I mean, there is literally a Folgers commercial, I think, where uh, where the like the guy's camera like drops down and you see that he's only wearing undies with his Uh-oh. suit. Um, so 
And I get all my cultural takes from Folgers commercials. So. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. On top of that, it's going to affect like downtown areas too. They, they, the other thing they're predicting is consumer spending could fall by 13% in Manhattan and 4.6% in San Francisco because a lot of, especially in those cities, those companies, some places been like, yo, we just sold all of our office space because we realized we can save money not paying for a fucking physical building anymore, or at least as less of a footprint and have, you know, this the same output, the same right. fucking revenues being generated. But I mean, those places will move to where the people are. Like, they'll eventually change so that, you know, they're serving salads that are takeout instead of, like, sal salads that you have to, like, line up at the uh, salad bar to order. So, like, I don't... I, th I feel like this is more of a problem for like the landlords and the property owners of lower Manhattan who oh, I yeah. have a harder time like feeling a lot of sympathy for. It's not gonna like the wage workers will still be able to like find jobs. They'll just be over in Brooklyn where people live instead of uh, the financial district or, you know. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a huge shift or like people even think of like what are downtowns going to look like if we are working more remotely. Yeah. Yeah, regardless, I mean, it seems just absolutely bizarre to say that things will just be the same as before. <laughs> what? Says, says, says violent capitalist teacher. What? Peter Capelli. <laughs> At least a little bit different, buddy. Right. <laughs> like, no, right back to normal. Right no, no. back to normal, folks. Everything's right back to fine. Normal, right? Don't worry. Because, I mean, all he's doing, like, somebody who works at Wharton, like, they're only talking to, like, the Wharton grads who fucking, like, run the companies. And and probably not even the ones, because, like, just from a business perspective, like, the shareholder level and the, like, CEO level, like, it doesn't make sense to, like, continue to pay rent on some, like, no. maybe in the short term because you're, like, locked into a a lease. But, like, in the long run, you're paying rent on real estate that you're like making people come in they don't want to be there so you're having to either pay them more to keep them away from like other employers and you're also getting less work from them because people are more efficient when working from home according to like a number of surveys so yeah they're probably just worried about they're like well what if, where am i now on friday is gonna like start offering people alcohol like it's fun to be here and right. be like, Friday, company culture. Right. Come on, guys. You all like me, right? You know, Come and they're to probably, the office. Come I mean, because I can't sexually harass my wife at home. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that people, like, oh what do you want God. to go back to the office for? I would be, I would, if you're a shareholder, you'd be like, yo, look, I'm looking at the fucking, you know, the statements here. If you kicked rent in its ass and just nicked this shit right out, right. you'd have, Look, then that's like the kind of shit that these CEOs pat themselves on the back for and then cut themselves a bonus because normally right. it's just like, oh, yeah, we cut down people's 401k contributions, fucking suckers. Yeah, so we yeah. could buy a bunch of Razor scooters for the office right. so <laughs> everyone could say they like being at work. We got one right. orange couch, which officially so, makes it a fun workplace. Yeah, we um, actually let people, if they don't want to, they don't have to sit at their desk. They can sit on an uncomfortable uh, beanbag chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you can just compress your discs and you'll get herniated disc. But also, just so you know, there is a stipulation in your insurance that we don't cover any back injuries. Okay. Also, a huge portion of uh, us abusing our employees is that we say that we're like a family. 
here. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be tough to claim we're like a family if we never see each other. I mean, most people come from fucked up families. They're like, yeah, my dad did lie to me. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Peter Capelli, let's let's keep up with him. I, I told myself I was going to keep up with the uh, libertarians who were like, this COVID thing is no big deal. And I never did. And this is probably another person who I'm just going to forget had this terrible take. But um, they're yeah. all just trying to figure out what to do right now anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> I'm going to move to Bolivia. <laughs> Let's talk about Bezos v. Elon. Oh, my God. The fact that uh, I'm so upset. Like, I've talked about my (laughs) disgust with America's, like, crush on Elon Musk for a long time. And now, like, he's... Because he has, like, managed to make himself the, uh, like, opponent of Jeff Bezos, who is, like, very not cool... People are like, Elon Musk's actually kind of cool to the point that he's now going to be hosting SNL and he's getting off uh, tasty one-liners like mm-hmm. uh, Bezos t- can't get it up. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about his rockets. But uh, Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for the, all that SNL staff. They're like, uh, why is this dude coming on? Yeah. They're like, we don't. Anyway, because, yeah, he's he's the, he's the sickest baller. Tony Stark, the realest thing we've got to that. Uh, but the two billionaires in various states of baldness denial are now <laughs> arguing about going to the moon. Yeah. Because Elon, because so, so SpaceX got this sweet, sweet NASA contract for almost three billion uh, to create the next lunar lander. And Bezos and his Blue Origin company uh, also has something to say about that, along with other companies like Northrop Grumman. Of uh, oh. just fantastic the war good machine guys. makers and yeah. Lockheed Martin. They're all crying right now about this. But this is from Blue Origin Bezos Company saying, quote, NASA has executed a flawed acquisition for the human landing system program and moved the goalposts at the last minute. In NASA's own words, it has made a, quote, high risk selection. Their decision eliminates opportunities for competition. Ha 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 significantly narrows the supply base and not only delays, but also endangers America's return to the moon. Uh I mean, I'll agree that, yeah, those SpaceX rockets been blowing up a lot more than maybe people would like to the point that the FAA had to get involved because they're like, uh, we're not going to have you like explode shit above like where people live and put people at risk here. So I don't know. Don't they have like some civilians who are currently training to go is that a SpaceX rocket who are like they're going to send some civilians into space for the first time since the Challenger, uh, which was not if, if memory rec- uh, serves, was not a huge success like that feels I don't know. I, I don't feel great about SpaceX being in charge of that, uh, yeah. especially since over the weekend they kind of got swept under the rug. But like they almost crashed into a UFO like a thing that nobody has identified yet uh was flying through the air and they had to like as these astronauts were ascending into space they had to like do an emergency they it was too late to do a evasive maneuver so they had to like put all the astronauts had to like inflate or do something to their uh anti like crash suits basically 
but then they I missed. I thought they just like, lean to one side of the ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a very extreme version of, that fucker came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah. we don't yeah, even exactly. know what it was. It really did. Rick, we don't what know what it doing? was. I was watching. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, very fucking that. freaky. Also, like, yeah, that would be how we kick off some fucking space war Right. This motherfucker sent a, a rocket up bender. and killed their like fucking leader and shit. They're like, yeah. "Oh, it's it's on now, motherfuckers!" And then probably we'll just fuck. one of these drones that uh, we that have technology we just don't know about yet, right? Mm. But it's it's also like really something because Elon Musk, when like they asked about you know these rockets, they're like you know their explosions don't seem like successes, but yet you congratulate the teams and things like that and yes a ton of engineering goes into it so to a certain extent yeah. yes it is a i want to root for these things i don't want to have to fucking cheer for elon but musk then, there's so many like smart creative geniuses working on this i want to root for them but like i don't want elon musk to be the mouthpiece of all those people yeah how about the fucking people who work on it but the other thing yeah. is that he'll say but he would say would respond to shit like that to be like it's meant to explode quite frankly this is a quote he said like something like quite frankly something would be wrong if it didn't Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, I get that. That's the sort of logic you want in charge of a bunch of civilians. You're flying into space as somebody who's like, no, actually, I meant to do that. Um, oh, yeah. And it was actually kind of sick. Like, you have to admit it looked cool. So, um, <laughs> and also, yeah, I have to admit shit. Is, after, his, I mean, after his rocket has a near miss with UFO being like, Dude, if there were aliens, I'd know about it. I'd that was his yeah. that was his response to somebody being like, A lot of UFOs out there. What are your thoughts? If there were aliens, dude, your boy Elon would know. I'd be the first one they'd talk to because I fucking rule. Yeah, um, you rule so much. What happened to the fucking hyperloop, you dick? Yeah. What about all that fucking that tunnel? It's just a fucking <laughs> you're gonna get to fucking San Francisco in three seconds. It's not this bullshit. All the all the fucking there's so many Tesla recalls. There's a lot of shit that he has to deal with all the time. But I get it when you just sort of distill your whole personality to being like on Twitter, smoking blunts, making rap music and saying like, right. you know, fucking Dogecoin moon. Like, cool. But there's other shit. Didn't somebody die over the weekend in an autopilot accident? I I read something about somebody like they discovered that there was no one at the wheel of the car, which I'm pretty yeah, sure is not. It was in how. Houston. That's yeah. It's like, don't yeah. do that. That's not but how I think, those are supposed to be used. But I think that's the uh, f- sort of hubris that will be instilled by being a, a Elon Musk stan. Is going to be like, yeah. yo, dude, I trust this shit. Hop in the back. We'll just treat this robot like our designated <laughs> driver. And mm. now the outcome isn't optimal. Um, well, I, I'm really, I, I can't wait for 10 years from now when people no longer give a fuck enough and are willing to tell the true story behind uh Elon Musk's week as the host of SNL like the the <laughs> right. like the stories when Steven Seagal hosted SNL and people were like he was a monster <laughs> <laughs> those stories if you haven't read those uh they are in I'm sure they're like somewhere online but uh they were in that oral history of SNL and whoo yikes yeah. All right. What one last thing I just wanted to check in with Warner Brothers. Uh, I just want to give big ups to Warner Brothers. Uh, <laughs> no, this to your bros to my bros at Warner. So Scott Mendelson, uh, one of my favorite people who writes about the film industry, is pointing out that 
the only thing that is really keeping hopes alive that people might return to theaters are those like HBO Max Warner Brothers drops uh, that everybody was worried were going to like destroy theater going. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think like I think they did this out of pure greed, but I think it's just another example of how like nobody knows shit in Hollywood. And it's always like the accidental stuff that makes changes to the industry. And like basically nobody was going to be the first to move on releasing blockbusters because it's just too big of a gamble. Right. But like this gave them insurance to like release Congress, Godzilla and Mortal Kombat. And those movies are like doing solid. Well, Congress Godzilla was like a big hit at the box office. Mortal Kombat was like solid. It made 22 million domestic over the weekend. So it seems like this is sort of the stepping stone they needed to like get from everything closed to, okay, we'll start releasing blockbusters. And Warner Brothers now is responsible for almost 50% of the box office so far this year, like with Tenet and they re-released Elf, <laughs> which was smart. <laughs> uh, and they're like, yeah, there some people want to go to the movie theaters. And I, I think, do. I do. I yeah, I can't wait. Just, I just, just, I just need that. You know, hey, I'll be there two weeks after I'm vaccinated. Yeah, but, and yeah. two weeks after you're vaccinated, I think is right around the time that uh, F9 comes out. So. Oh, great. I would love to fall asleep off of edibles in another fashion. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> yeah, I get too high for I literally the I, and I've talked about this before. I'll get too high in anticipation of a Fast and Furious movie and I've ruined I've I'm actually <laughs> you un, no longer like the movies. unable to view the film. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. I yeah. mean, that's the thing is it's just like I feel like also I haven't done a ton of the like renting movies at home, you know, for $20 or whatever, because I don't know. I like to watch movies by myself. Like I love going to the theater alone Mm. and I don't know why, but it feels fine to spend $20 to like actually go somewhere. But sitting on my couch by myself for $20 feels sad to me. Yeah. (laughs) So for sure. The only, what did I, only thing I actually paid money to rent was the new craft, like the sequel to the craft that came out. Because oh, wow. <laughs> I fuck with the original craft so heavy. So Her Majesty and I were like, yo, this shit came. Let's watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was like the only time I've put money down. Otherwise, it was like passively through whatever HBO Max was giving us for free the drop yeah. Thank you, HBO. Thank I you paid God. for Minari and that was it. And Minari <laughs> was well. Minari's great. Um, yeah. Did you see the interview with uh, the winner of the Best Supporting Actress? Who? Oh, yeah, John. Like, yeah, everyone was like, "Yo," like asking her about Brad Pitt, and then like back in Korea, they were interviewing her, and she was like, "With the wine, her eyes, yeah, drinking wine, <laughs> being like, yeah." And then kept asking me about Brad Pitt. Full. I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> like apparently her speech when she was like, "Oh, it's really nice to finally meet you, Brad Pitt," was. Like she was shading Brad Pitt because he was a producer on Minari and he <laughs> like never showed up on the set. Oh, and wow. Apparently, okay. right after they stepped off stage, she was like, Yo, you need to fund your movies better. Like, you didn't do a good enough job funding this movie. Like, it was there were problems that. Oh, and then is that where the story came out where she was like subsidizing like her own travel at a certain yeah. point? Yeah. Oh, shit. And so she like everyone was like, oh, my God, what did he smell like? You must be like, cheap he's shit. so dreamy. He like a cheap ass motherfucker. Yeah. Like. <laughs> did not smell like money. He smelled I'll like the samples of perfumes. Like yeah. he didn't even buy the shits. 
<laughs> smelled like horse hair. Cheap ass motherfucker. Yeah. Do you see he had a ponytail on that he pulled off halfway through? Oh. Like as he was talking? Like it, he was like to the side of the stage and pulled it off. It yeah, like why not? A, you know, because he's yeah, got to let know. people know he's here to shake his hair out. Like those reveals in an '80s film where like the nerd who's had their hair up is like, no, no, Whoa. no. It was a fake ponytail that he pulled off his head. <laughs> I swear to God. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's okay. Because I was gonna say if it was real, and then he pulled out the hair tie. I mean, he's gonna have that crease, and you don't right. want to see that. You know. <laughs> he pulled. Oh, okay. See, is that he had a tiny ponytail? Yeah. Well, now you're saying. I thought he pulled off a fake ponytail. He might have just pulled. <laughs> I like that better. I mis- I misread the headline. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. Yo, I, okay, no, okay. I, I like this version where he was like, he, he, like <laughs> he's so embarrassed because his hairstyle's like, no, Brad, rock the little fake pony. It's gonna look really cool. Oh, I'm We're such an idiot. It. And then he bails on it on stage. like, fucking fake ass pony. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, it was real. I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh, Anyways. Hey, that's what people tune in for. Paige, it's been, as always, such a pleasure having you on Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Thank you for having me. Uh, You can follow me on... I guess whichever social media platform you think you're like not going to delete soon. So if that's Twitter <laughs> or Instagram, it's at Paige Weldon. I am also on TikTok at Paige Weldon Cartoons. And you can also listen to my podcast, Mall Talk, uh, where we talk about the mall. Available probably right here on the platform where you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Hey. Please listen to my episode. Yes. It's yeah, so Miles good. is on that. I was on there talking about just the power of the Fashion Square Mall in Los Angeles and how it was the fucking center of my universe. Center uh, and I, I'm not gonna lie, Paige. I've never, I've had, I'm trying to think of the last time I was so energized by a topic <laughs> to talk about. Um, so yes. And if you fuck with, like everybody fucks with the mall. That's the thing is it's talk. like, I think people maybe think it's like a, a podcast about like shopping and about like that kind of stuff. But really it's like we have a guest on every week and it kind of just becomes like an interview about where they're from and how they grew up because mm. of, and their relationship to, in relationship to like stories at the mall or not going to the mall. Like you know, some people are like, actually, I didn't go to the mall. I used to just hang out in a basement. That was more my thing, you know? Mm. And it just becomes about that. And um, I mean, then we got to talk to you about working at Coach, which was so fun. I got, you know, it's funny. I got more. I've, I think the written <laughs> down page I didn't get to. I was like, I'm not going to make Shit. this. I'm not going to ruin their podcast. By being like, Hold on. Where are you going? Where are you going? I, I got this other one about how I got fired. Look for part two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying, Paige? Okay, so I had a hard time choosing. Can I say two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah many, of course. Many of course. Okay, so one was I was actually doing, I was looking for stuff for, we do a Patreon for Mall Talk where we'll talk more about like mall news and like things like mall events and things. And I, I found this TikTok for this mall Eastfield Mall. I don't I forget where it is exactly, but it's this TikTok where the marketing manager has started posting videos of these two geese who are nesting in the parking lot of the mall and she named them Henry and Violet and <laughs> she like update posts an update of them every day. And this like first video, I'm just going to play the very beginning of it into my mic so that you can hear. <laughs> this is Henry and Violet. 
they decided to nest here at the mall. So we gathered everything Violet would need. She gets like stuff from the Greek restaurant inside the mall for them to be to eat, and she like <sighs> cleans off this like this pool to to fill with water for them and like she like there's another one where she there was one that got huge where she's like getting berries for them there's another one where she like goes to the hardware store and buys like dried meal mealworms for them wow. oh shit it's eastfield mall on on tiktok the latest is that apparently other geese have started to show up oh Uh-oh. yeah that's gonna be <laughs> yeah and, and <laughs> the out. chick is like she's like Henry, you got to stop telling people to come here. This is not a good place for people to nest. We're taking uh-huh. care of you because so it's like very sweet. They like they like uh, put barriers around this. It's like one of those little islands in a in a parking lot. Oh, they chose right, right. there to have their babies, which like I'm a like tree or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's so fun. I'm following them. I did a duet of me reacting to one of these videos <laughs> and they responded, you're our first duet. And I was like, all right. Hey, hell yeah. An honor, dude. <laughs> you're like, help me get my kids back. Like, what? <laughs> Wait, oh my God. <laughs> I'm involving this mall in all my personal <laughs> problems now. Uh, <laughs> the other, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, do you guys know that Lord has an Instagram where she reviews onion rings? Nah. Lord, Lord, as in Australia's very own? Lord? New Zealand's very uh, own. New Zealand, sorry. <laughs> she reviews, like, fr- like store, like, from a restaurant, Onion Rings? So she has this Instagram account that she actually started to be, like, a private thing with her and her friends. And, like, I think she was doing it, like, when she was on tour. And then, of course, people found it and, like, realized it was her. She's oh, only ever, she only has, like, nine posts ever on here. But it's, like, pictures of Onion Rings. So it's, like, every few months, Lord will be, like, so... I ate some onion rings. Here's my review. <laughs> and she posted one like yesterday. She, she last time before that was in December. And oh, it'll wow. just be her being like these. She, she's like, th- th- we're talking pickled onion rings, which is a first for this reviewer. I totally vibe the concept. Used to eat pickled onions out of a jar as a youngster. However, I think you're going to go there. If you're going to go there, go there and let acidity rather than sweetness dominate. Absolutely sensational batter. Perhaps the best I've tried. Four out of five overall ring experience. Wow! She she posted pictures of the onion rings. I I want to believe as a Lord fan that this could be a, a, a sign that maybe she's going to release another album after several years, but probably right. not. I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's been quiet for a minute. I yeah, love she, that that was a four out of five and not a five out of five. Like I she know. has real standards. That sounded like a five out of five, and she was like, "Yeah, could have been better." Yeah. She's got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, the, with the bullshit. No, I don't know Best how often she gives I've that. Ever had could have been better. <laughs> yeah, she. I don't know if she's ever given a five out of five. Uh, um, damn. Yeah, she's she's uh she's one that's one out of five from Burger King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> Tough day for Burger King. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, let's see. A couple of tweets I like. This is from at Patak Jokes. Alex Patak. Is that how you say his name? Then this is just Sub-Zero kills a guy. Me. That's from the video game. That happens in the video game. <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, another one is from Chunk Bardi at Chunk Bardi. Tweeting, uh, 
keeping myself sharp by regularly asking myself tough, tough questions like, what happened yesterday? And what was I planning on doing just now? Uh, which feels <laughs> just about right. Um, and then another one is from Patrick Monahan at Patty Mo, quote tweeting a wired headline that says, this researcher says AI is neither artificial nor intelligent. And next to that is a as uh, Mike Myers' portrayal of Linda Richmond from Coffee Talk, which would definitely be a topic you're like, AI right. is neither artificial nor or intelligent. intelligent. Talk amongst Discuss. yourselves. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite ones was Duran Duran is neither a Duran nor a Duran. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. So for the washed SNL fans out there, uh, that's for the Linda Richmond fan. I had another chunk party tweet I enjoyed. So crazy when someone gives you the prompt, tell me something you've never told anyone. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> what? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we recommend you go check out. Miles, what are we recommending today? This is a track from Billy Woods. Uh, we did a track of his called SpongeBob a few weeks ago. I don't know. Could have been years. I don't know. Uh, but this is another <laughs> track from him called Spider Hole. And I just like his whole flow. It's like lethargic, but feels very poetic, and but also rhythmic enough that it still feels like bars. Um, and I just appreciate the topics that he taught raps about. So this is Billy Woods with a spider hole. All right. Go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We're back this yep. afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.